Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're having terrific success across all our platforms. Our uh, TV platform has quadrupled in two months, tripled in the month of September. And it's because you're spreading the word and we're getting four and a half and five star ratings. That doesn't hurt either. And that's on the major platforms, by the way. Radio's going great. <laughs> our podcasts have doubled in three months. So uh, I think what this says is people are frightened, and listen to me, you should be, but you can't be paralyzed with fear. This is about information so you can take action, not information so one can hide under the bed. This first segment is brought to you by the Satellite Phone Store, and my greatest fear, since we live about half hour north of Metropolitan Phoenix, is that we would get caught with family members throughout the city and the shutdown would come. It takes 30 minutes to shut down an American city. And I think with the rebellion that's beginning to surface, I think that this is a real possibility. And they'll take down cell phones, uh, landlines, <laughs> internet. And about the only thing that'll survive will be shortwave, but that's not mobile. And so you need something mobile. And that would be a satellite phone. And a sat phone is almost impossible to take down. And I just say virtually impossible. Um, they can certainly take it off your person, but that's about it. And, and we really want you to take a hard look at the satellite phone store. They have, and people say, but Dave, it must be expensive. It's for emergency communication only. It's not for chit chat, but I'll just say this. Um, it's one fourth the cost of what I pay for my cell phone. And, and so it's, it's very cost affordable, but I think in this time, it's very essential. I'm going to give you a number to call 855-980. 9830. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't take action on some of these preps we're, we're bringing to your attention, whether you buy from us or you buy from someone else, you're going to you're going to really be left in the lurch. Again, I'm going to give you that number 855-980-5830. And I would make that call today. They're, they're standing by 24 seven and their business is exploding for obvious reasons. Well, we have with us on the line Sam Arnold from Mexico. I believe he's speaking to us from Mexico City. And Sam, I want to welcome you to the show. And I want to start off with a question for you. We've seen the videos here uh, on Fox News. Certainly the other mainstream uh, media will not play these. But massive horde working their way towards the American border. And we saw as the Mexican... Uh, National Guard was penetrated. They had lines in front of these people and they just pushed their way through. I think crowd control measures should have been employed. I think tear gas and other uh, crowd control issues should have been employed to stop this, but it wasn't. And these people are continuing unabated on a land-based route to the United States. And I know you have other information about other points of entry, but I'd like to get your reaction to what we've seen here in the States on this land-based invasion. What's the reaction among the Mexican people and government? The Mexican people have become numb to this. In government, uh, I think it's interesting that the president of Mexico scolded both the U.S. Attorney General and Secretary of State just two weeks ago when they were in Mexico City and said to them, how it is possible that our two nations do not have an understanding is astonishing to me, yet there is no understanding between our nations. And so the Mexican president was making a call to the United States 
to be of some help. And of course, uh, just Friday, Admiral Craig Fowler, the head of Southcom, was replaced. This is one of the main subjects of our interview today. And just pertaining right to your question, one reason why that's so disturbing is because Craig Fowler, along with the Trump heads of the Department of Homeland Security, stopped the caravans in what's called the Northern Triangle before they hit the Mexican border. So that's the nations of Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. And the one time that one of these caravans has been turned around at gunpoint and loaded onto buses and taken back south to the border where they came from was in Guatemala. It was the better part of a year ago, and it was because Trump, Navarro Fowler, and the Trump DHS really built the wall in Central America. Now under Biden, all of that's gone. So there's only this one barrier of the Mexico-Guatemala border. And uh, I just tell you that the Mexican president is not prepared to use lethal force. He doesn't have the backing of the United States, the United States Navy, and, and the assistance of those other Central American countries. So it's really not fair that Biden has left him alone to decide what to do. Well, <laughs> what can I say? Um, it's to me. I, I wish the Mexican president would protect his own country, because it's not healthy to have hundreds of thousands, ultimately millions, of illegal aliens crossing the Mexican border as well. It's not good for the country. It's not good for their economy. It drains their resources. I, I'm surprised that AMLO hasn't taken stronger action. And it's possible that he will. But a lot of what we're seeing with these caravans coming across the land the land border is for public consumption. The reality is most of the Haitians, these large, large numbers of people that we're seeing in the Haitian boards coming across at Petunia and Reynosa and different parts of the Texas border, they're landing by sea. And, and, and here again, we just lost great patriot Admiral Craig Fowler, who was running the U.S. Navy and who might have done something to interdict these shipments at sea. He did an awful lot to interdict drug shipments and illicit cash shipments across the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. And now he's not even there. So we're seeing amphibious landings that are going into the rogue state of Tamaulipas, where even though step by step the Congress has been taken over by AMLO's Morena party, and very soon there will be new officials coming out the first year to give the Morena Party more influence there. But rogue Governor Cabeza de Vaca is still in charge in Tamaulipas. His state police are still allowing and encouraging these uh, migrants, these invaders, to come. And it's important, it's very important for our listeners to know, Dave, that these amphibious landings are the brunt of the invasion. It's not what you see at the border down at the Sukiyaki River against Guatemala. It's not. No, I, I hear you. We covered some of this on our TV show previously a couple months ago. but and, and I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. But there's no denying the massive land force that's accompanying this time. Uh, I don't think the videos are lying. I don't think they're lying. I just think that the order of magnitude is you're dealing with 5 or 10% of the problem. Hmm. Fox News presented as if it's 100% of the problem. Of course they do, because this changing of the guard, let me tell you, there's very few articles 
about Greg Fowler handing over the flag of the Southern Man, one of six unified commands. And this is the this is from the Mexico Guatemala border south to Antarctica. Craig Fowler has done so much now. I made him earn my respect. In the beginning, I was very suspicious as he was uh, holding out an olive branch to historically leftist country. But let me tell you, he turned him around and made allies out of him, and, and I was stunned. And he has built so many alliances. He has done so many combined arms, multinational exercises with all of the nations of Central and South America. He's done so much to strengthen our defense against China. And this is where we're being chipped away at. And thank you for scheduling this interview, Dave, so that we can talk about China's uh, merchant militia, their marine militia, their uh, tremendously huge fishing boat fleet has soldiers on it, reserve uh, military personnel, and intelligence and special forces. And they're all over the world. They're anchoring off the coasts of many uh, allied nations of ours. And, and there's this whole problem with, for instance, getting from Haiti across the, across the Gulf of Mexico to Tamaulipas State and to the Texas border. And, and while all that's happening, the man who was standing guard, who was preventing this and preventing trafficking of all types, is, is now no longer in charge. Really, really concerned about it. Yeah, and it hasn't received any fanfare. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I hadn't heard of this until you contacted me. This has really gone under the covers. I mean, it's 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 below the surface in terms of notoriety. This is a major military replacement, and it's not getting the attention it deserves. Not not in our media. Yes, it's interesting. Um, Fowler isn't his cousin also a prominent military figure? Yes, his cousin is General Terence O'Shaughnessy, who's head of NORTHCOM. And here we see the vine, the true vine and the vine of Sodom. There are patriots that are connected to one another, that know one another, that have a family history of heroism and, and honest service and defeating America's enemies. And then there is the affirmative action the uh, socialists, the communist worldview on the other side, and they've got their agents just staged, <coughs> excuse me, staged like shark teeth ready to pop into position. And I'm concerned, I think we all should be concerned, that the new nominee is an affirmative action nominee. Maybe she will earn all of our confidence. You know, no one can, no one can uh, doubt the fact that she flew the 101st Airborne into battle in Iraq and Afghanistan, that she served for a long, long time, that she has had uh, significant command posts at Fort Hood and other places, but time will tell whether this is just an affirmative action nominee uh, ready to allow the replacement migration and the Chinese infiltration and the, the really the Chinese invasion around the world whether she's not. Interesting. Well, there's um, got to be some blowback inside the American military. Is it too soon to say what that is, or have you heard something? Well, we're not even hearing about the major change. I'll tell you 20 allied nations went to 
Doral, Florida, to be present, have representatives from their militaries at this changing of the guard ceremony. Uh, so those nations and their militaries are waiting to see what's going to happen, and they're trying to make the best of this. Uh, as far as in the in the U.S. military and especially in the Navy, time will tell. There are patriots in there, but my central thesis of this conversation, Dave, is that we need to pull the trigger and we need to confront China, and I'm talking with some missiles, immediately while there's anything left of yeah. the United States military. We have to do it now. Well, there is a disturbing trend that uh, Obama started with the replacement of command officers that seems to be continuing under Biden. But uh, he's he's uh, Biden has launched two major strikes against the American military. He can't penetrate the Space Force in terms of control, but he did replace the leader, um, the Space Force commander, the first commander. And then he's now come along and done this, which is a major military replacement. This weakens our defenses against China. Uh, the Space Force is a decided advantage against Chinese invasion, and this is an experienced military man. So it's, I'm just going to say this bluntly. Even some of the pundits at Fox News are saying what I'm about to say. What the Biden administration is doing is intentional in terms of weakening America against an invasion. It's intentional. And and, and and I'll just won't have to go any farther than just saying this, even if there weren't the replacements. The fact that they're willing to sacrifice top-level F-22 pilots, 350,000 military personnel in total, uh, which is about, oh, about 28% of the entire active-duty military, in a time when we are on a war footing with China, is irresponsible but at the same time you're granting exemptions to the USPS Congress the Defense Department Pfizer Moderna Johnson & Johnson the White House staff and all the little cronies in that that Biden has in the judicial department so the entire federal judiciary and their families are exempt from the vaccine but he's taking out the group that we need to defend us this is intentional, and I submit to you for your reaction that this latest sacking of a major American uh, officer and commander is along the same lines, deliberately setting up America to be conquered. Okay, uh, let me give you some reasons why I think that's plausible. Let's lay some hard facts and names on the table. And here again, uh, I am I'm giving new general, General Laura Richardson, I'm giving her the opportunity to prove herself to be a great American. You know, Kamala was behind her, and Biden and she actually did a joint press conference when these two generals were submitted for higher posts. That would be General Laura Richardson and Air Force General Jacqueline Van Ovost, who's now the head of the Transport Command. So if you want to talk about weapons and materiel being shipped different places within the United States, these these two lady generals are in charge of that. Uh, Van Ovost, as far as the transport, and, and now Laura Richardson as the head of Southcom. So uh, it was in March when uh, Biden and Kamala had their joint press conference, and I know that they haven't really been seen together for some time. So this was months ago, 
But one thing that Biden actually said, he said this is going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort to end the scourge of sexual assault in the U.S. military. And I got to say, Biden's got a point there. This is a huge problem in the U.S. military, but maybe the way to solve it would be to roll back the integration of females in military and combat positions because that worked for a lot of decades and a lot of centuries to uh, prevent any kind of uh, those sorts of problems. But when the changing of the guard ceremony happened Friday in Florida, I'll tell you who was there, who showed up for that, was Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and General Mark Milley, two of your favorite people, Dave. What a joke. So they were standing right there to tell about how this is a giant leap forward for the United States military. And here again, this is what we see, is more wokeness, more uh, 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 social engineering, and less of a focus on our military as a competent fighting force. Yeah, well, I, I, I think the intentionality is clear. And um, if we continue down this path, and I don't care how this sounds, because although I don't discount the contribution that many women have made to the American military, Martha McSally, combat flights, Tulsi Gabbard, her contributions, I'm not minimizing those. But as a whole, the pursuit of war is a manly pursuit. It's not a female pursuit. It's a manly pursuit. And when a woman needs help on the 20-mile march with her 100-pound backpack, it slows down the efficiency of the entire unit. And don't tell me it doesn't happen, because I hear it all the time, America. So don't give me your woke nonsense. And we are weakening our military by taking out real men. Not that women don't belong and can't earn their way in, but we're making too many token appointments in the interest of wokeness. But I think wokeness is a disguise for weakness. The Biden administration is intent on handing this country over to China. I fully believe that from all the other things that we're seeing. Look at Afghanistan. We left behind an entire nation's military worth of equipment that can fund the Taliban forever and a day. I mean, what more proof do we need than just Afghanistan? Uh, he goes to the funeral uh, remembrance service for 13 Americans that he's complicit in causing the death in by handing airport security over to the Taliban, and he checks his watch five times. This man hates America. The people he's appointed hate America, and the Chinese have announced their genocidal intentions towards American citizens through speeches given by the last three defense ministers, and Biden is just fine with that as long as Hunter and he continue to get paid by the Chinese. And where is Biden today? He's in Rome. It's a Pope. It's a G20. Yeah. And I'll tell you who went to Europe to find him and took a selfie with him yesterday as Marcel Ebrard, the Secretary of State of Mexico. So you open this conversation asking me, what is Mexico doing and what are they going to do? They've only sent the Secretary of State to, to Europe so that he can find Biden when he's not in the middle of his nap. There is a major isolation between, there's just a wall, and it's not Trump's wall, 
It is an ideological wall with, between the Biden administration and our neighbor nation of Mexico where I'm broadcasting from. So hopefully the Mexican Secretary of State can get through to Biden, but I gotta say, it's pretty unlikely. Here again, the nation of Mexico has got its most traction from Kamala. There's really a very deep rift between Kamala and Biden. And since you and I last reported on this, it's come out in the news uh, that that there's basically two administrations in the White House. The Kamala administration and the Joe Biden administration. And they're not very happy with one Well, there's a lot of scuttlebutt behind the scenes that Biden's on the verge of being replaced. And it could happen as early as this month. Um, I'm not staking my reputation on that claim, but I will say the event I stake my reputation on, the time frame is difficult to pin down. They'll do it at a time that's optimal for them. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do it in combination with a false flag to where they can enact more you know, egregious activities towards our civil liberties. Um, when we take a look at this situation involving the changeover of American military leadership, the executive officers across the board have to have very serious private concerns. And I'm going to get your reaction and your opinion to this, but I just want to tell you a quick story. My best military source on two different occasions, about a year apart, had me speak with two people that were stationed in the Pentagon. And what they told me on two different occasions, they were the same two, both conversations, what they told me was, one, they make sure that they're armed uh, at, at the Pentagon, and even in areas where they're not allowed to have firearms, they are armed, and I'm not going to get into any detail, because they told me in the last conversation, which was May of this year, they said that they fully expect at some future date that we could have Pentagon officials shooting Pentagon officials on site in a rebellion. That's how serious this is getting. And this is why this event you're bringing to our attention could be moving executive officers further along that paradigm. That's, that's my point I'd like you to comment on. Yes, and the commander of a Navy ship has a great deal of latitude. He is quite literally at the helm. What the enemy has done is infiltrated every, uh, I don't know how you'd even say this, every unit. So on that ship, there are good guys and bad guys. On every ship, every U.S. ship, in every state, in every town, and mostly in every bureau, although we see many in the United States government where the leaven has leavened the whole lump and has forced the good people out. So, yes, there are many, many people on ships and on air bases and holding rifles in foxholes that have made their own internal vows. These are things that they cannot speak about, but they've made their own internal vows of, of who the enemy really is. And, uh, of course, the opposite is also true. The infiltrators are keeping their head down and leading their little charmed existence until the time when they take command or until the time when they take aggressive action. So yes, the fragging is going to go both ways, and it's going to happen with a fury. 
And this is a real weakness for our United States. We're going to have to unite around really a new revival of Christianity. And right now, that's kind of in an incipient phase. It's, it's fledgling. Well, it's very, it's very weak. Sam, and let's say this again, and I made an assumption I shouldn't have, but because uh, we're getting new listeners all the time. Sam is a pastor, and he does that work, and he does it thoroughly and broadly. Uh, so I'm going to say two things here in response to what you just said with regard to the church. Occasionally, I'll wander back into an organized church, even though I know the 501c3s are compromised and largely controlled by the government. And back in April at this one church, a pastor gets up and he says, the leader may not be a godly man, but he's God's man. And Romans 13 says you got to do what he says. Like, whoa, 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 where's the disclaimer here? God's law or a despot's law? And you're telling me I got to follow the despot because it's somehow God's will? That's contradictory to the Bible. I don't even need anyone to quote me scripture. Just philosophically, it's contradictory. And then yesterday, we wandered back into an organized church, and I'm sitting there, and, and the premise of the sermon, and that's actually been a series of sermons, on getting stressed out, stretching yourself too thin, and not paying attention to the really important things in life. Okay, I'm fine with that, and I think that's actually good about prioritizing and time management. That was good, and it was biblically based. Uh, and then it took a turn. If we go to the World Economic Forum, <clears throat> they say, <clears throat> you'll own nothing and be happy. And Biden's people are saying, you must lower your expectations. That's a quote from people in the Biden administration about the economy. Lower your expectations. I heard the lower your expectations of material wealth yesterday. And it wasn't in line with stress reduction, focusing on God first, uh, not being so obsessed with your cell phone and so forth. I understand all that. But I heard a decided bent towards lower your expectations about what you own and what you control. I heard a government speech. Unbelievable. So, I'm, I'm, Sam, I'm not a biblical scholar, but I understand the Bible. I can't sit here and quote you 50 verses off the top of my head on different situations. I need assistance. I need a cheat sheet. Um, I do know some of the more popular verses and use them often. But I do go to the Bible with search terms. I do it online. And, and I do a lot of that to support the philosophy of my work and guide me. Um, so when I'm hearing something, I can tell you if it's godly. I'm pretty sure that I'm right most of the time on this. And when I hear the godly, you know, being presented as, okay, I got your attention. I'm getting you to say yes, yes, yes. It's a lovely day, Mrs. Jones, on our way to sell you a product at your door. You, you have such a nice home here. I bet you have a good family. Yes, yes, yes. And then do you want the blue one or the green one? And that's what I heard yesterday. I heard, uh, let's entrap you in what the Bible would agree with. Okay. And then the final statement was, Basically, you have to lower your expectations. Sam, there was no doubt what I was hearing yesterday. None. Yes. The church is compromised. The church is, I'm not saying individual pastors are compromised, but if you're in any kind of church with any type of population or size, 
It's a 501c3, so they have built-in limitations. And these pastors now are hypersensitive because of this administration's aggressive approach that they're going to go to basically say what the government wants them to say. Oh, Dave, the enemy was not going to get in and infect our Navy and infect our police forces and infect our Department of Justice and our elected officials without infecting the church. Yeah. And i got to tell you, it's infected, which is why my outfit, the GospelGunsplayer.com, we teach every day on our historic Christian values about self-defense and self-government about when we use force and why and how we built this nation and the criminals that we punished and many of many criminals executed. You cannot watch a Western movie, and this is a couple hundred years after the nation was founded. You can't watch a Western movie without somebody with their neck in a noose. Because <laughs> that's right. You're right. That's how this nation was built, as we find the bad guys that violated our prescribed laws and we track them down and we deputize a posse and we get those sumbucks and we string them up. And so yeah. I teach on that. And just recently I did a live stream. Well, I want you to hold that thought right there because I want to yeah. come back and talk about the Christian justification for the use of force. And I think All that's right. where we're going here. And I do, I think it's very, very valuable given the volatility of today. But we, we have to inform our people. And I'm going to remind you, the Common Sense Show turns down 90% plus of all advertising we get coming our way. <clears throat> the reason why is because if it doesn't fit the model of what I believe our people could possibly need going forward, I hope they don't. But if I don't think it fits into a future paradigm of distress, trouble, uh, we're not arming people against what's coming, so to speak, then I reject that advertising. And not that it's not from good people or good products. It just doesn't fit the model of what we do. And along those lines is storable food. And uh, <clears throat> yesterday I was researching the, uh, I did a podcast on this on uh, YouTube, and I talked about shortages and percentages of price increases. Farm equipment, folks, has gone up 50% in six months. Did you hear what I said? 50% in six months. And on top of everything else that's going on with your food supply, you need to be worried. Because when there's a shortage that's coming, and it's already showing up in our grocery stores on the shelves, but the government, this government, a communist government, a Marxist government, will use this to control the people as every other Marxist communist regime ever has when they use food to control the population. Stalin starved to death over 20 million people in the Haldemar. So, knowing that historical principle, and we have that mentality running our country now, don't you think you should have storable food? And additionally, our competition is dropping like flies. I don't know if the government's buying them out. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know uh, what's behind this, but they're not meeting demand. In some cases, they've stopped altogether. So, we can meet demand. No, if hyperinflation hits, uh, the game's over. I'm not going to lie to you. That's when we stop sending out storable food because you won't be able to afford it. So you need to act now. You have a narrow window. What will you get? 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day for the three meals per person. You get food that tastes good. I've tasted it. It's good. Secondly, you're going to get food that is diverse and you won't habituate to it and refuse to eat. And you're also going to get a discount. And I'm suggesting you order in the 90-day increments. It's called the emergency package. And the reason you do is because you can bug out with it, but also you can store it. But you're going to get a $100 discount on that particular item. 
and if you stack those $100 orders, you're going to make that savings all the way through. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And you're not going to have forever on this, folks. This is not a sales pitch. This is a reality-based statement. Hyperinflation is coming. The petrodollar is dead. There's no gold backing for the currency. We're getting prepared to drop trillions of dollars of more debt onto the economy. Need I say more? Preparewithdave.com. We're speaking with Pastor Sam Monald, who's in Mexico, and he was a refugee from this country. Yes, being persecuted here, and he had to leave. And um, Sam, I want to talk to you about what we just were touching on, which is a justified use of force from a Christian biblical perspective. Yes. First of all, the Bible's full of it. It requires a real sanitization of the Bible, a real mistranslation of the Bible, and a uh, leaving the vast majority of the Bible on the cutting room floor to get people to believe in really this sodomitic uh, doctrine and theology that's, that's all through the church today. All this talk about turning the other cheek and pacifism, and we just don't see that uh, in the whole counsel of the Word or in the doctrine of our forefathers that founded this nation. Really, the Puritans are a key example, but even the founding fathers around the time of the Constitution were all very much law and order people. And so that's what I teach on every day. And I hate to throw one thing down because uh, we study the Bible every day and we see the use of force in it and we discuss what our forefathers believed. So these are historic doctrines that have been eroded over time into this real mealy mouth uh, quasi-Christianity where we allow our children to be abused and our, our uh, families and our, our uh, people that are close to us, our own children, to be miseducated, taken away, uh, given sterilants, et cetera, et cetera, and don't even think about the possibility that it would be the counsel of God to lift a finger or what the great heroes of the Bible did when their families were touched. So the fact that our children are being taken right out from under us is just indicative of how much to sleep we have fallen. And please look up my videos. I teach every day on Telegram, three minutes long. Also, here on KYAH, on the radio, thegospelgunslingers.com, verse of the day, airs every day on KYAH. And we're getting on some other stations, too. What time What time are you on? I'm on KYAH as well. What time are you on? Right when your show ends or when Hal Turner ends, at the, at the top of the hour, it randomly comes up. So... We don't know the exact time. Okay. In a commercial break, and it's three minutes long. You can find that on Telegram, and there's a button on gospelgunslingers.com to go to that verse of the day, to go to the original 99 verses of the day, Gospel Gunslingers, where I laid the foundation, three, four, five-minute lessons about Bible doctrines of self-defense and self-government. And as far as Romans 13, that's really the big one. I waited a long, long time, but... And really anybody who follows my work would have gravitated away from this false doctrine of Romans 13. But I had some people ask me to just lay it out. So I did a live stream. It's called Final Coffin Nails, Romans 13. You can find that on my <clears throat> YouTube. There's a button for that on gospelgunslingers.com as well. And I would just ask anybody who's struggling to look at that and 
there's a real problem in the interpretation of the Greek word exousia, which occurs there in Romans 13, and everybody says that's a physical power. And there's two other obvious occurrences in the New Testament where it's absolutely a, uh, a spiritual thing. It's, it's, it's angels, and it's, it's the greater light to rule the day. It's forces that the Lord put into control the earth and to keep the earth realm running that are not tangible. They're part of the invisible world. And yet, why is exousia power in Romans 13 always interpreted as being something physical, being some, a, a guy with a badge? It's errant. And I've gone in and I've taken it all apart and, and really cut it to ribbons. So please go look at that. I appreciate every follower and partner. Once again, I am a refugee, and that's why I can broadcast some of these things. So I'm outside of the United States. You can't get me. I, I, I'm under the protection of a foreign government, and that's why I can uh, drop the Aesopian language just a little bit and talk about <laughs> law and order. I like the phrase Aesopian language. That's pretty good. Um, how does the Mexican government feel about what you do? There have been so many journalists murdered in Mexico. Thousands of journalists have been murdered. And so the Mexican president is against that. He believes that people should be able to speak freely. And he's got anarchists invading his nation from other parts of the world to include the United States. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Every, I'm sure. every time they've got the barriers set up in the, in the Zocalo Square, Somebody's going to be throwing dynamite bombs at the president, which I've been there several times when that happens. They throw them over the wall at his palace where he lives, and they're throwing explosives over it. They're so loud, it's unbelievable. We're not talking about it. It's not child's play. Every time that happens, I see Americans in the crowd. Every time. And so there have been many nations already overthrown. Chile is up about to be lost in these coming weeks and an election's coming up and the president knows, the conservative president knows that he can't run again right now. He knows that his nation has been flooded with anarchists from Venezuela and Haiti and other places. He knows that he's lost control of the courts. He knows that he's lost control of the electoral process. And he knows that the ex-president socialist Michelle Bachelet is one of the very top officials in the UN in charge of refugees. And so there's this enormous assault against his little nation of what, 17 million people? And without pulling the trigger, it's not gonna get better. Now in that nation, there was a military coup in the late 70s that overthrew that kind of socialism in government and established a, a new government which was uh, then called the miracle of Latin America. Chile was the wealthiest, the most advanced, the most civilized nation in all of Latin America because they pulled the trigger, they took military action against these infiltrators, and then, of course, everyone whines. They call it a dirty war when they actually get shot. But, hey, this is what happens to invaders. So if you don't want to get shot, don't invade. I just say that to the world. If you don't want to get shot, don't invade. There's invaders there. We've already lost countries. We've lost the conservative government of Peru, which is where the fishing fleets attack, is that western coast of South America. We've lost now three years ago Argentina. And, and uh, Sidney Powell came right out when she was talking about 
2020 election and said, they've already stolen Argentina. It was Dominion voting systems out of Venezuela that, that corrupted this election and stole it in Argentina. And I was there just before it happened. It's a beautiful nation. And I'm so sad that those people are under oppression now and that they're very advanced military to include even uh, nuclear scientists. It's a, it's a nuclear power. It's, it's among our enemies now, and the Chinese are just living large in Argentina. So we're running out of dominoes to fall. What's the last one? Maybe the Texas border, and, and it's, it's banging on the door. And now we don't even have, we don't even have a person in charge that I am convinced is gonna send our Navy to confront these forces, to secure the Panama Canal. One of the key duties of the Southcom commander is to secure the Panama Canal, which requires a, a regional effort, both by land and by sea, to keep enemies far, far away from it. And is, is General Richardson gonna do that? Maybe, but I'm very much unconvinced. Can I throw down a few more facts about her and, and, and about the, uh, the Chinese fishing boats, Dave? Yeah, now you're t talking about uh, uh, the new awesome. replacement of Southcom, correct? Oh, he's got his mic. Okay, I'm going to move on with some of the reasons. No, no Sam, I, I just said it. I must have had a cutout. Let me, let me oh. answer your question again. Um, you're speaking about the new commander of Southcom, correct? Correct. General okay. Laura J. Well, yeah, let's get, let's get some facts on this. Yes. Okay. Uh, she is married to Lieutenant General, so this is a one-star general. James M. Richardson, who is the head of the U.S. Army Futures Committee. So this is the part of the Army, and he's also connected with the Pentagon Transformation Office. And so while we have emerging threats, and while our enemies are working on space technologies and hypersonic technologies and artificial intelligence, and we need to have offices that confront that, it seems like some of these uh, nouveau and avant-garde parts of the Pentagon and the United States military are actually doing the opposite and finding ways to concentrate on social justice and on uh, building uh, uh, disagreement between our soldiers and our army and, and navy, all of our fighting forces, and not on confronting those emerging threats. And interestingly, he's based right there in Austin, Texas. If anybody doesn't know that the battle is raging in Austin, Texas, there are conservatives in Austin that are being persecuted, lawsuits filed against them, and then there are all these troublemakers. Amazon's moving in. Google's moving into Austin. Austin is a very liberal and hippie city. It is so full of anarchists. It's so full of migrant camps and uh, homeless camps under every overpass. are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tents vehicles parked and people living there in these shanty towns, this this whole clean and modern city has been overrun by that. It's where all the actors and actresses converge every year to have their big, uh, I'm not sure what the name of that is, uh, South by Southwest Festival. And so all the, it's a huge liberal fest. UT Austin, which is also a nuclear university, uh, has gotten massive infiltration from the CIA from uh, China, it's just all over the place. So the battle for Texas is really at the Texas State Capitol in Austin. Dallas and uh, Houston already have their Democratic governments in. 
They're working to get more people on the gravy train. But Austin is where the battle for the survival of Texas and the, in, the intent to cause Texas to fall is really happening. And who's based there? General James M. Richardson, the husband mm. of General Laura J. Richardson, the new head of South And while she's had combat posts and a lot of uh, really prestigious posts and posts with a lot of authority, she's also held a large number of lieutenant posts. This appears to be the charmed life of a person who has been placed just to not step in the doo-doo, given enough responsibility to have a prestigious resume, but not so much that they could make a faux pas that would end their possibility of going all the way to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see this. I'm going to give you an example. There's a parallel behavior. It's a similar organizational pattern in Arizona regarding what I call now the fraudit that was overtaken by internal traitors to the United States and free and fair elections. And some of the people are not being bought off. Some have been. The original co-conspirators bought off by China, bought off by George Soros, massive campaign donations from Soros. But then there are those who are one time on the right side of things and now are not because why should they buck a system even though it's corrupt? that could propel them all the way to the top. And this is exactly the same organizational pattern that you're talking about here in the military. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's why, Dave, the shooting needs to start. And I'm talking about war with China, war over Taiwan, the defense of the Taiwan Strait. You know, they're just going to move in. They're just going to chip away. They're going to continue chipping away until we push back. And when I say push, okay. I don't Sam, know. Sam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this right here because we got to take our last break. Because I want to hear your action plan here because I, I think it, it bears merit. And I also want you to link this action plan back to specific principles of Christianity. We're going to return to Sam in just a second. But ladies and gentlemen, we are headed for an economic collapse in the United States. And if you don't think so, I'm sorry, you're not paying attention. Pay closer attention because that should guide what you need to do. You need food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. Now, notice I say gold. People say, well, you can't eat gold. That has to be the most ignorant statement I've ever heard. Coming out the other side of this calamity will be a new system. And in the new system, gold is not going to change. Gold will be forevermore a standard of dependency as it has been for 6,000 years through all kinds of criminal regimes on this planet. And this is why I tell people you need to call Noble Gold. They'll bulletproof a lot of what you have right now, your IRAs, your 401ks, and so forth. But they have other investment plans, too. They're a no-pressure outfit. They're trained not to pressure people. They'll send you free material. And I'm going to say this to you. I went from being advertiser only to now a customer of Noble Gold because I saw the great work that they were doing. And I'm going to encourage everyone to follow in my footsteps because it's the best thing I ever did. Will I take hits as we go forward? Probably. Will I come out largely in good shape unless my house is bombed out and I'm taken away as a political prisoner? I will be, yes. And I owe that to Noble Gold. You can give them a call at 877-646-5347. If you have assets to protect, you owe yourself this conversation. 877-646-5347. We're talking to Sam Arnold, Pastor Sam Arnold, who's now a refugee from America living in Mexico. And we're going to talk here to conclude our discussion 
on Christian-based use of force in self-defense. Sam? All right. I'm going to come right back to the Chinese situation. But let's read. We're in Isaiah 8, 17. And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. This is the real problem, is the Lord has hidden his face from our nation. And what we study every day is how to get the Lord to go out with our armies, how to not step in the poop. You know, the Bible actually talks about sanitation in the Law of Moses. It says, as part of your battle equipment, carry a paddle on your weapon, dig a hole, and cover what cometh out of thy body. And then the Lord who walks among your camp and in your armies will not be offended. So did you know the Bible talks about that, about stepping in the poop and how we don't want to leave our poop sitting around so that the Lord will step in it? So, as funny as that may sound, the Lord has parted from us. The Lord is not going out with our armies. And this is what we study every day, right here in the same passage. It says, sanctify the Lord of hosts himself. Let him be your Let him be your dread. So, us coming back as a nation and as individuals to God is of absolute highest importance in surviving this situation and and the ensuring of our salvation. And then I want to show you who Jesus is, because he's not hes not Gandhi, okay? This is what the Bible says about the Lord Jesus, 14. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense, to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the Lord Jesus is the stone of stumbling. He's the rock of offense. And... If the Lord Jesus in, in each person's life is not a, such a significant factor that people, some people, won't be friends with you, well, then you really haven't embraced the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense that the Lord Jesus is. But verse 15, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. And so while this sounds like a, a bad thing, actually being caught up to God, actually getting close enough to Lord Jesus broken on that stone of stumbling or that we're caught up in the snare of God is the good thing. And that's where we all have to really just risk our neck to go all out for God and for the Lord Jesus. Really get into the Bible and really learn what it really says because it is nothing other than a compendium of war stories even stating that warfare shall continue until the end. So this is my problem is warfare is not continuing. Just our enemies are making war on us, and we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs and putting in uh, more complicit battlefield commanders. This is troubling to me, while Chinese are on the rampage. Over in the Philippines, sometimes they got 300 ships anchored. And I've got the links right here in my Squid Boat Diplomacy article. It's on subscribestar.com slash gospelgunslingers, telling about how... Uh, all of these fishing fleets, some of them don't even fish. Some of them fish so much they're destroying the environment and the world. The U.S. has 300 uh, offshore long patrol fishing boats. China has 17,000. Remember that the government's got its fingers in everything in China. So why do we have 300 and they got 17,000? Because they're subsidized by the government. A lot of them have slaves doing the work. They're Shanghai sailors, quite literally. We used to talk about getting Shanghai. Well, now 
There's whole fleets of Shanghai sailors that are slaves, enormous human rights abuses, and they're sailing around the world, uh, taking these Chinese merchant uh, merchant marines, which are actually maritime militia. They're taking them all around the world and just sitting off the coasts of this nation, that nation. We're talking about Asia, but we're also talking about nations like Peru, who just had a sham election, got a leftist government in. They got this this uh, Native American Indian leftist president goes around in his straw hat, and it's destroying this historic ally in this great nation that has defended not only their coasts but their ocean. You know, this is where the Shining Path made its original infiltration. Yes, and then I know. great yes, great conservative presidents like Alberto Fujimori, who's been in and out of prison and is now back in prison waiting to die used his military to crush those revolts. You know, he had more than 200 judges murdered by the Shining Path in his nation before he finally sent in his military. And yeah, when the military finally goes in to assault guerrilla camps with with uh, aerial gunnery and rockets and artillery, then there's some, there's some collateral damage in that. But dang it. He waited until 200 of his judges were murdered by these people, and nobody could get a fair trial under civil government. Yeah, it was so more this, than, Sam, it was more than that, though. Um, the original, I got this from the DEA. Uh, originally, the Shining Path was the Sanchez Paredes uh, drug cartel, the biggest in the world, but it's not so much the drugs that drew our attention. It was the fact that they were a conduit between Middle East terrorists and the cartels that trained together in former government in El Salvador and Honduras, and they trained for Red Dawn invasion tactics. So, okay, to build on that, yeah, it was exactly. Chinese, and they are anarcho-terrorists. At, you know, uh, probably two years ago, and it's on down on my subscribe star if you're interested, there's an article claim, uh, called uh, The Narco in Anarcho-Terrorism. And I discussed the shining path, the Chinese backing, the fact that these are all Marxist communities that then have foreign powers backing them and arming them. And then, yes, they uh, are connected with the PLO. That's right. They're connected to terrorist organizations throughout the world and all planning for one thing, to take down Yankee Doodle. That's to right. Come to- Sam, we're just about out of time here, and this is we're, we're going to have to have you back to talk about Christian use of force, and I want to do a whole show on that, uh, the justification when it's right to stand up forcibly to your government and so forth. But we got 10 seconds. Tell people how to follow you. Gospelgunslingers.com. I'm easy to find. If you've got a $20 bill and want to put it someplace where it will do some good, I will change it into pesos, and it will. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sounds great. Sam, Excellent stuff. I'll be in touch. We'll schedule the follow-up. God bless you, Dave. Take care. Thank you.